Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Saturday, July 8th. And we're going to take a look at the late pick four at Belmont Park. It has a couple of grade ones. Uh, The one for uh, the Phillies is outside the late pick four. We'll jump in in the uh, ninth race with the pick four, but we're actually going to start with the two stakes races. The first is the grade one Belmont Derby. For three-year-olds going a mile and a quarter on the turf. And I'm Tom Leach, along with Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, Jim Goodman. And Jim, this uh, Belmont Derby is a really uh, well-matched group. It's going to be a fun race. Who did you land on in here? Uh, it was tough. I, I, could, I had a hard time narrowing it down. Uh, the most likely winner to me is Web Slinger. Uh, off those two races at Churchill. Uh, has gotten really good. At, uh, 94 buyer two back in the American turf is really out. Uh, this is a mile and a quarter, and he hasn't, hasn't been that far, but looks like he'd like to stretch out. Uh, the Audubon last time out at Churchill was a mile and eight, and he was rolling at the end and um, held off Mendelssohn's march. So I, I think Webslinger is, is, a, is a decent favorite here in my mind, but I've got to, I can make a case for a bunch of them, including uh, Silver Knot for Charlie Appleby off the Penine Ridge effort at Belmont, and Kalik and Farbridge up that same race. I'm going to take that, that race as saying that that is a good race. If, if you don't think that race is good, I can eliminate three of my horses that I've got in here, but I've got six. So uh, three of them come out of the same race. They finished a length apart, Kalik, uh, Silvernot, and Farbridge. And Farbridge, I think, has a really uh, good upside, only four lifetime starts, and finished second to Web Slinger in the American Turf at Churchill before that Penine Ridge. So Farbridge is going to be a co-favorite in my mind with Web Slinger. I'm also going to use Bapio from Arcassi coming off the Jersey Derby effort at Monmouth. And I'm going to use uh, the Foxes uh, shipping over uh, from Great Britain and ran at Epsom last time out with a 105 time form rating in a grade one English Derby. So obviously a lot of better horses coming out of that race that they're going to face right here, including August Rodan, who came back and won the Irish Derby this past weekend. So the Foxes, I think, has got a big shot in here. Uh, they wouldn't ship this horse over there, over here for, for nothing and can pick up a great one. So I'm going to go six deep here. I'm going to use a lot of them, but uh, I hope maybe you've got a better opinion of this. Really don't. I've, I'm going five deep and um, probably just to keep the ticket uh, manageable. I'm going to leave out uh, Silver Knot, but uh, I ended up on a horse I didn't think I'd be ending up on when I started to handicap the race, and that's Boppy O. I went and watched the race at Monmouth, and the horse that he beat in their talk of the nation was heavily touted Derby Week and had to scratch at the gate. And he was one to five in that race at Monmouth and opened up on the field in the stretch, and Boppy O ran him down and was kind of wrapped up in the last couple of strides and galloped out nice and. I was just so impressed by how he ran down uh, what seems to be a really good Jug McGahee horse, Talk of the Nation, and then the third-place finisher in there, Turf Kings, a Chad Brown horse that won on closing day at Keeneland that came back out of that race to win. So looks like it was a good field. And I think the distance is a question. That was at a mile. This is a mile and a quarter. But uh, just how visually impressive that was and getting 12-1, to 1, I took Boppy O on top. Got to love Web Slinger, his stablemate for Mark Cassie, who won. Uh, Web Slinger won very easily on June the 3rd and then won from a horrible post on Derby Day. Far Bridge had the better trip on that race on Derby Day, but looks like a, a good one for Todd Pletcher. Kalik uh, for Chad Brown has the speed in here. Uh, I'm 
I really think one of those first three probably wins it, but uh, Kalik is certainly worth uh, considering. And the Foxes, uh, Euro Invader, uh, won a Group 2, so that one's uh, a strong contender as well. Those were the five that I uh, kind of settled on with Bapi O on top. Now, the Grade 3 Victory Ride is the last of the stakes races. It's the third leg of the pick four for three-year-old fillies, six and a half furlongs. And you've got Red Carpet Ready that won... Uh, has won a couple of graded stakes, including one on uh, Oaks Day for Rusty Arnold. Maple Leaf Red or Maple Leaf Mel was very impressive on Preakness weekend, and she's four for four. Interpolate for Chad Brown, uh, second in the uh, Beaumont at Keeneland in April with a much improved speed figure. So any one of those three could win this, but I took a horse on top. Doesn't really stack up well speed figure-wise. It's Dazzling Blue, the two. She's been handled kind of gingerly, just three starts for Brad Cox. She was ultra impressive. I remember watching her debut uh, in real time at Churchill last fall. They took her down to the fairgrounds, won an ungraded stake uh, very easily, and then laid her off for a little bit. And then she came back and won a a, a second-level allowance race at Churchill. Won it very easily after breaking badly and... I just think there is a lot of talent there, and she's going to have to probably jump up to somewhere probably in the low 90s, buyer-wise, off uh, somewhere in the mid to high 70s. I think she can do it second off a little bit of a break. I just think this filly's got a lot of talent, and so if I'm right, I'm going to get a better price than I'll get any any of her subsequent starts. And if I'm wrong, I'll just have to regroup. So I like Dazzling Blue a lot in here. Not going to single her, but I, I like her a lot in here. How about you in the victory ride? Well, I understand your comments about Dazzling Blue, and I think she does have a bright future, but they've really been careful with her. Uh, raced twice as a two-year-old and only one time, so now as a three-year-old. And those speed figures don't stack up to what it's going to take to win this. And I think she's going to get compromised because Maple Leaf Mail is going to go to the lead. So one of those two, something's going to happen because Dazzling Blue and Maple Leaf Mel, neither of them has ever been behind at a call. So they, Dazzling Blue is three for three and has been at first at every call, and Maple Leaf Mel is four for four, first at every call. Something's got to give there, and I just think it sets up perfectly for Oaks to sit off them with red carpet ready. Um, she ran uh, big in the eight bells. Uh, she beat some nice fillies there, money, including Money's Gold. And she moved forward off that Devona Dale and, and, and got that 92. And then Rusty leaves her off for, what, a couple months and uh, to get arrested. She, he didn't rush her back from that. And I think um, that's important in that she's got all the talent in the world. And I think she sits off those horses, those fillies, and just runs them down. And I'm going to single red carpet ready. She's faced better. Uh, the, the race flow sits up for her. Uh, you, you're right, Interpolate could win, and for the same reasons. If, if Interpolate is better than Red Carpet Ready right now, and she may very well be that Beaumont was a, was a big effort, if she's better, she could win. Uh, I'm, my ticket's going to be expensive, not, not too expensive, but it would be if I didn't single it. So Red Carpet Ready is my single in here, and I think she's got a huge shot. All right, let's go to the ninth race, which starts the late pick four. It's a first-level allowance on the turf at seven furlongs for three-year-olds and up. And how did you handicap this one? I I went four deep in here. Um, elusive Edge for 
Johnny Velasquez and Sasua Summer come out of the same race, um, an allowance race at Belmont at six furlongs on the turf course, have similar speed figures and come into this race, you know, with similar touts. Um, so Sua Summer, I looked it up because I didn't know it's a, it's actually a beach or an area, a tourist area in the Dominican Republic. So, uh, so Sua Summer is a colt out of Summer Front. So that's a nice nugget of information if you want to pull for that horse. And, uh, that horse moved forward last time and beat Elusive Edge. So I'm going to give, give him a slight edge in here. Uh, Inflation Nation for Christophe Clement and Dylan Davis is on the outside. Uh, don't much care for that post at seven furlongs, but has run well every start and uh, was second last time out in a listed stakes race. So fits well here on class. And then a praise, uh, Flavia Pratt has been riding lights out at Belmont. Had five wins the other day, I think. And uh, Chad Brown, coach, uh, coaches, <laughs> I'm thinking basketball here, trains this one, uh, came out of summer stakes at Woodbine last year and, and finished second. In, a great, in that grade one, has been off since then. So this will be his first time out. Might be a tall tall uh, task to take these down, but only three lifetime starts has a lot of upside. So I'm going to stick with those four. Uh, so Sua Summer is a very slight favorite for me. I took a praise on top uh, for Chad Brown coming off the layoff. This horse was uh, second uh, last fall in the grade one summer stakes at Woodbine. And just making her fourth, uh, his fourth lifetime start, I think there's still a good bit of upside left in this one. Inflation Nation, I like. Third off the layoff and just missed at Belmont in May. Not a great post, but there's a long run down that backstretch. Clubhouse, it's Pletcher and Irad, and you get a horse with speed, and it's a horse that's bred to do well on turf. And then I was going to take uh, Sousa Summer just on the Bill Mott angle mainly, but the horse is one for 16 lifetime. I could be talked out of. Uh, leaving that one uh, off the ticket. In fact, I may end up uh, doing that and, and uh, adding something somewhere else. Um, so I've got a praise on top in the uh, ninth. The 12th race is a 40K maiden claimer that wraps up the late pick four. It is also in the turf at six furlongs, three and up New York breads. Blue plate special at probably a low price is my pick in there. Speed, bread for the grass, Red Ortiz rides, second time in the Rick Dutro barn. I think that one's going to be awfully tough to beat. But Screw Loose drops out of straight maiden company. Uh, the nine, Sinaloa, uh, 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 is Linda Rice and Jose Ortiz, just on those connections that have been hot at this meet. I'm going to put that one on my ticket. And then Left Me Behind, also dropping out of straight maiden company. And uh, look back at the turf debut down at Gulfstream. Uh, the horse that uh, he caught in there was Kalik, who's uh, in the uh, Belmont Derby. So that was a tough field that he caught. So... I'm going to use four in the last race with Blue Plate Special on top. How about you? I'm going to go five deep in here. I'm going to use Blue Plate Special. I'm going to use Screw Loose for Mark Henning. Uh, also, going to use a couple of first-time starters that you didn't mention. Uh, I'm going to use Bay Bank for John Chernova, who's 15% first-time starters. This, this uh, gelding has a long series of works in here and should be have a good foundation uh, underneath. I like to use uh, first-time starters in Maiden Claimers because they haven't proven they can lose yet. And I'm going to use Boston Strong Mama for George Weaver on the outside with uh, Javier Castellano, who's riding really well right now. Uh, also, going to use Left and Behind for Barkley Tag, the one that you mentioned. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I could go a little deeper here. Saez is riding for Horatio DePaz for some reason here, and uh, he, he doesn't ride for that 
that trainer. That trainer's not bad, 19% uh, for the last couple of years. But uh, and a 40,000 claimer in the last race, it's, that's notable that Louis sticks around. But uh, 40,000 claimer is tough to wind up a pick four on. I'm going to go five deep in here. All right, let's do the pick four ticket. How'd you structure yours? Okay, I've got uh, four in the first leg, two, seven, eight, eleven, with two, four, five, six, eight, eleven, and singling um, the eight horse in the victory ride, and then one, two, three, ten, twelve in the finale for a sixty dollar ticket. I took three in the first leg, six, eight, and eleven, then two, four, five, eleven in the Belmont Derby. One two eight in the victory ride and one two nine ten in the last leg for a seventy two dollar ticket. Left off a couple of horses along the way that I would have probably liked to include, but uh, I don't want to get the ticket too expensive. I don't think it's going to be a, a huge payoff, but you can get a, a horse like Bapio twelve to one to come in there, something like that. It could uh, spice it up a little bit. Best of luck if you're playing there. Uh, you could also take a look at the card up at uh, Horseshoe Indianapolis. It's the Indiana Derby Day. They've got several stakes races. Ellis Park back in action for the true Ellis Park meet this weekend. So a lot of good racing to play. Just make sure you have funds in your Keeneland Select account. Best of luck. It's the In the Money Podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.